Hey there, welcome to the Author Elevate podcast, where we celebrate books, equip authors, and promote brain-happy creative living. So if you're an author looking for sustainable success on your terms, you're in the right place. And hey, if you're a reader who like is all about checking into this author life and also loves getting cool features and sneak peeks, you're also in the right place, and we're so happy you're here. I'm your friendly host, Janina Polito, and I have a special guest today. That's me. Yay. Hi. <laughs> Did you forget? I often <laughs> forget my name. Yeah. <laughs> no. I am Amy C. Williams, and it's been a while since I've yes. been here. I'm really glad to be back. And hi, everybody. Yay. Yay. And, and today we're going to be discussing... Um, oh my goodness, what are we discussing? I think we've been talking we like are going to talk, talk, talk about whether or not you actually need a social media platform. Oh my goodness, yes. And I'm sure that you might have heard this in the past. and People have said a lot of different answers, but you know us here at Author Elevate. We talk about how it's going to fit for you, the timeless principles that do make sense, the other stuff that is totally up for grabs and may not fit your exact place at all. And we're also going to you know, throw in some quirky references and humor because we just did a video talking about hamster wheels. <laughs> Have so. you seen that? You should go watch it. It's really fun. You, uh, yes, you absolutely should yeah. go watch this video. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> uh, first, before we dive in, if you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, please subscribe and hit the bell icon for notifications so you never miss an episode. The awesome little video on hamster <laughs> and don't be a hamster <laughs> on a hamster wheel is only on the YouTube channel. And we totally want you to get all that value, too. So make sure you're subscribed there. And if you're listening, Apple ratings are amazing. And also, if this episode is helpful and encouraging, please do share this on social media. You can just click that share button at the bottom and just drop it in your Insta stories or share it on your Facebook page and share the awesome love and uh, author joy and help that we are super excited about. And if you want to support Author Elevate and get amazing tips, check us out on Patreon for uh, a whole library, 36 and going, uh, extra bonus training videos, stickers, early access, and you also get to know that you're supporting um, this great mission and movement we have here at Author Elevates to make success sustainable, to make uh, authors be empowered, to figure out their unique words, and of course, to promote more hamsters and um <laughs> i can't get that out of my head now so this happens and and just have fun while we're doing all of this stuff that can be really hard and intense sometimes you're allowed to take business seriously and still have some fun with it we're, we're allowed to have fun yeah we need to man life can be really hard sometimes <laughs> we so don't have any fun it's here. great having <laughs> we, we never have any fun no it's great having Amy back as a special <laughs> guest, by the way. Um, for those of you who are wondering if this is like, you know, going to happen often, the Amy is still in a life season where this is not going to be as frequent as any of us might hope, yeah. but that is okay. Your life has been, it has been a really helpful thing, I think, for you to step back, even though we've all kind of, you know, and you I, I love, I love what you've been doing with the podcast just in the last Yay. few months. I just think it is, it's incredible. And I, I am mm-hmm. so hugely supportive of, of all of this. And it really, I guess, I guess what with the season that I'm in right now is I am practicing what I preach because mm-hmm. it's, you know, we talk about, 
awareness of your mental and emotional health and where you are in your life mm-hmm. and where your capacity is and having to make the hard decisions about, mm-hmm. you know, stepping back where you need to step back. And that's where mm-hmm. I'm at. And, but like mm-hmm. you said, it's a season. And so I'm already looking forward, you know, and looking ahead because you never know how long a season <laughs> is going to last. But mm-hmm. I am very, mm-hmm. very happy and just delighted to get to be here this time. And, you know, yes. who knows? You never know when I might show up again. Like yep. a ninja. Yep, we just got to figure out the steps <laughs> like a ninja. So speaking of that, share something that has been going awesome in your creative life. Ooh, something awesome in my creative life. Um, yes. Well, uh, okay, for, for those of you who've kind of been around for a while I don't you might remember some time ago I know somebody I can't I was talking to somebody they actually asked me about how this was going they asked about mm-hmm. my Isaac and Rebecca Bible romance retelling the book camels. the camel book yes and uh, I had submitted it to a rather large publisher and they had said we'll have it back to you in 14 weeks well that was December last year mm-hmm. and I just heard back from them last week and uh, I mean, I figured maybe that they were backed up, you know, everybody gets backed up, yeah. but it was not a form letter. It was, it was actually like mm-hmm. a personal email and basically it was mm-hmm. a rejection. They, they said no, yeah. but what just made me laugh so hard, basically reading between the lines of the rejection letter mm-hmm. is that what I had written was too funny for, <laughs> for their, <laughs> for their audience. <laughs> so I am very delighted and happy to announce that I will be self-publishing my Isaac and Rebecca Camel, that sounds terrible, love story. And it, it is. Yeah, the, yeah, the camel, the camel is in an appropriate place in this the, love story. The camel is not part of the love story. <laughs> yes, the camel, the camel is um, probably some kind of catalyst uh, for the yes, love story. Yes, she is. Her, yes. She's cantankerous and her name is Karen. Um, of course, of course it is. <laughs> so I was, I was actually quite happy to get, to get that mm-hmm. rejection letter because it, it did tell mm-hmm. me something about my audience and because I know the people mm-hmm. who have read my books, um, they're mm-hmm. going to love this. This is right up their alley. Mm-hmm. It's very much a type of book that I, it, it's me. It's a, it's a me type of story because yeah. it's just kind of quirky and yeah. funny. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. that was, I was glad to get that get that notice because it kind of gives me some direction for the next couple of months and a project I know I'm going to work on. So how about you? What's going on in the land of Janine? Everything. (laughs) If you're on my fiction newsletter, again, it's just kind of like, and everything and more things and all the things all the time. All the time. (laughs) Um, But I am having a lot of fun with rewrites. I'm having a lot of fun just kind of digging in. And that's been an interesting thing. I've been reworking my writing process and you, again, that usually happens as you're going from one sort of plateau to the next and you have to figure out, you know, okay, how do I move up there? When you're like moving up out of a plateau into the next level of kind of your craft, it usually involves you working how you do things. Mm-hmm. So I'm in that stage. And so I'm, again, I'm doing a lot more outlining and a lot more organizing and stuff that I never really used to associate with my yeah. writing, but getting just more parts of my brain on board with it has just had that surprising side effect of getting even more organized than I, I usually am. And that has been surprisingly a lot of fun. Um, I don't think in terms of like, I love to organize, although I do find a lot of satisfaction in having things organized partly because with my unique brain, (laughs) 
if my life is organized, I get less disoriented where I am. I hear that. Yeah. Um, so, so that's been really helpful just to like have different sort of books and projects organized, outlined still with space to play. So I'm not one of those people who outlines very rigidly, like every scene perfectly. Um, I always leave myself room to kind of discover how a scene is going to go down. But having all the beats in place and having and, and doing that extra work ahead of time, especially if it's a book that I know I want to hit close to the market, knowing that it's hitting certain tropes and knowing right away that it's not hitting others. And that's OK with right. me. Um, so that's been a new thing to work through. And that's been kind of fun, actually, to play with that. It doesn't mean I'm not going to have projects that are just totally off the cuff, but it has been a new level of just getting everything focused and getting myself on board. And I've actually really enjoyed it. That. That's awesome. Yep. So yay for leveling up in different ways. <laughs> now on to the main topic of this episode. Do you need to be on social media? Now the quick answer of course is yes and no. Which is super helpful. I'm gonna say <laughs> it's the it's the very satisfying answer of it depends. <laughs> it depends, and yes, and also not really, but sometimes maybe. And I know it's this perennial thing that authors ask. And if an author asks a panel of authors, you're gonna get so many different people answering. And there's a reason for that because how much you're on it and how effective it is for you really depends a lot on your personality, your genre. Um, your ability to actually handle the complex metrics of social media and effectively use them. Too. Yeah, demographic. Yeah. How to fun and how much you're comfortable with funneling people to different places. Right. Your energy levels and a ton of factors. So if anyone just blanket says yes and do it my way, again, we don't we don't do that here because mm. because there is no one right way to do a lot of things. Yeah. There are good solid principles that if you try to ignore the principles you will probably bang your head against the ground. We're not going to stop you. <laughs> like one of, one of the, one of the principles. So like mm -hmm. I spend, I am actually primarily on Facebook, which is where I'm, I'm mm -hmm. most of my audience is. And so that's where I'm at. Right. Um, but I'm also mm -hmm. on Instagram, which is basically the same mm -hmm. thing as Facebook anymore. Yeah. Um, but I have profiles on mm -hmm. all, just about all mm -hmm. of the other yep. platforms because I wanted, it's always a good idea to go get your author name on those yes. platforms, even if you were not going to mm -hmm. have a presence on those platforms. Because that way, mm -hmm. somebody can't come along, take your name, and then people will start looking for you on those platforms and find somebody who's not you. People do this, by the way. And so... It's a wild west out yeah, there. it really is. People, people will absolutely take your name. It's kind of yeah. weird. And Sorry. so it's, <laughs> it's a good idea to... So... so mm -hmm. In answer to the question, should you be on social mm -hmm. media? Well, yeah, go grab your name, go go set up a yes. profile, but that doesn't automatically mean you have to have a presence on that platform. Mm -hmm. um, just mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. cover your backside and and get a mm -hmm. make sure that you've claimed your author name so that nobody else can take advantage of it. And when we're saying this, okay, we know there's a million tiny sub platforms. So you have like the big ones like Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook. Twitter, where at least you should have like your name on most of those. There's a million tiny sub platforms or, or t smaller sub platforms like Truth. And I think 
there's something through Google, and it, I don't know if MySpace is still around. I don't know. There's, there's all sorts <laughs> there's a, of... There's a bunch of small ones. Yeah. You don't need to hunt down all of those unless you are really working on building your brand a certain way or you have an assistant to do it for you because that can take an extra long yeah. time. So grab your name where it's going to be relevant and in the major areas where people are. Right. And then also have a good bio there. You know, toss a bio there. Toss a link to your website, which should be put together, even if it's like a one-page business card website or a bigger website. You know, put your website there, put your bio there, put a nice headshot there. If you need a banner, go on Canva. You can literally select templates for banner sizes for different social media platforms. Create a banner for yourself. And just have that in place. Just have that infrastructure in place at minimum. Because you never know. I mean, Mm -hmm. you may not be present on those platforms, but there are a lot of other people who are. And if for some reason they just happen to stumble across your profile and who knows, maybe there'll be something in your bio that will intrigue them. Or maybe Mm -hmm. they'll Mm -hmm. think, wow, look at that author picture. That looks like a nice person. I'm going to go visit their website. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if anybody actually ever does that, but you never know. We can dream, right? You never know. (laughs) And if you, and if you do that, that's awesome. There's no judgment on that. I mean, Hey, there was actually, um, Oh, we have time for a quick story. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, this past this past week, I was uh, at a retreat down uh, at mm-hmm. a friend's house, and mm-hmm. I was we were sitting there laughing because this is a friend that what we've known I've known for many many years. Well, I met her on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That was how we connected. She wow. she was a fan of a, of a book series that our publishing company put out and so we connected with her on twitter and you know fast forward now what is it that was 2015 uh-huh. so i don't math whatever eight years ago eight yeah. years I think so about, yeah. eight years later we're friends and i am now staying at her house and wow. but it was twitter and otherwise we would mm-hmm. not have connected now i'm not i'm not gonna say befriend somebody on twitter and then go to their house that's yeah bit, yeah that's, let's that's practice little stalkerish behavior <laughs> there were eight years and then I went to her house yeah but you just you never know where these connections are going to come from and of course mm-hmm. be wise be a good steward of your resources you know and be secure be safe don't be stupid like if you, if, <laughs> if you know that for whatever reason you can't be on social media in certain ways because of safety reasons yes either you're in that place in life right now or for reasons of individuals in your life, please do the best practices for yeah. you with that. Okay, so that's just a little, a little disclaimer little disclaimer, because it, you know. it is, I have, I have another friend who, mm-hmm. family's in the military, and mm-hmm. they are actually, because of what they do in the military, they can't post on social media because of the location tags in mm-hmm. photographs mm-hmm. and things. And so, yep. you know, she's a writer. How is she, how is she going to, She's got to find other exactly. ways. Exactly, yep. and so there's mm-hmm. the, that's that's why there's the yes and the no to this, um, mm-hmm. and that's why it's all about where you are in your season. So these are general good social media practices we have here, and um, if you're going to choose to be on a platform, which we'll talk about in a bit, you know, be consistent on that platform. You chose to be there. <laughs> Put in the effort for that. Uh, it, you can't expect results from something that you aren't putting energy into. Now you may say, 
well, I've tried it and it doesn't work. And I say, okay, have you tried it for a couple of months? Well, no, I tried it for two weeks. Well, that's not enough not data. Not even close. Um, and so, yes, there are optimal ways of posting on platforms. Yes, you can also choose what's going to work best for you and your purposes on that platform and find the happy medium there as well. But another good general practice for social media is that while some people can sell great on social media and like they'll get buys from their social media presence, often social media is actually used as kind of a net or the top of your funnel, the top place of engagement to do what, Amy? It is sort of like a broad funnel, like you said, Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. catch people and funnel Mm -hmm. them to your personal website or email list. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, if the only connection you have with your audience is over social media, you don't Mm -hmm. own those connections. No. And if Facebook were to shut down or Twitter were to shut down or any of them were to shut down, you would no longer have the opportunity and availability to connect Mm -hmm. with your audience because you don't own the, the Mm -hmm. means of communication. This is why we've been pushing email lists for years Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that is what connects you directly to your customer. They sign up mm-hmm. for your email list. They want what you're talking about. They want to be part of mm-hmm. what you're doing. And you can then, you have permission, basically, to connect with mm-hmm. those people directly without a middleman. Mm-hmm. So the best use of social media is, you know, sort of broad overview, introduction. This is who I am and this mm-hmm. is what I'm about. Hey, you want more? Come to my website, sign up for my newsletter and get my lead magnet, which is awesome and life changing and cool. And, you know, yes. so. So now with that being said, I had a recent uh, kerfuffle that Amy helped me with <laughs> where we did some back end changes um, with for those of you who are unaware, um, Amy and I are partners on um, Uncommon Universe's press for a number of years. And then we made a choice among the managing partners to shut down in June. And now we're getting that, that final stage of shutting down things. We're doing the final contracts. We're doing the final paperwork. That all takes time, too. Shutting down things is not a fast process. Oh, shutting down operations can be. <laughs> but doing the paperwork is not fast, especially when you're doing it while you're actually working other jobs. Um, and so we're finally getting, like, the last of the website stuff shut down and, c- c- like, canceling all that hosting and everything. And it turns out that we had some s- hosting snafus with my personal website, which is also where my emails, my professional emails are hosted. (laughs) So all of that led to one tiny part, not talking to a different part. And then suddenly on vacation, I wasn't getting any emails from anyone. And at first, you know, I was on vacation. So I was kind of like, huh, that's kind of convenient. Then I'm like, wait a second, (laughs) this is not normal. (laughs) I I don't have an inbox that is this bad. Like that doesn't happen to me. Um, So I was actually able to use my social media groups to go on and tell people, hey, both of my professional emails are down. Um, I went to the, to the groups in specific and like tagged everyone in them. You know, if you need to find me, email this one, which is actually a personal account that I don't usually refer people to, but just for the purposes of this particular situation, I needed to. It's good to have a backup. And <laughs> yeah, so part of this is also just not having all of your eggs in one basket in general. So... That, that's kind of a side story of where, for those of you who are like, well, I'm not going to do almost any social media. I'm just going to do email. And that's great. But because tech can mess up anywhere, 
I would say that if you're not going to do the social media for your choices, then have like good backup email systems or other ways that you can connect with people as well. Um, and I think that's something I wanted to just speak to because I know there's going to be someone in the audience saying, well, Janine, I do email newsletters and they don't work. And <laughs> or my emails mess up. I get you. All tech can mess up. The answer is not to just get rid of all tech unless that is your personal choice, to which I can literally not stop you. The answer is to do the practices and principles well and to not have all of your eggs in one basket. And one, one option, if you're like, well, I would like to have a group, but I don't want to be on social, then do Discord or do Circle um, or do Mighty Networks. There are places where you can have that secondary group. So I'm starting to say now that even if you don't, can't do social media, do have some platform that is a group for that so that you can connect people, can connect with people and contact people if other things go down. Um, simply based on my own experience with that. If had I not had those two Facebook groups where I knew the majority of my clients were <laughs> and the majority of my readers were, <laughs> it would have been a bit harder to restore some of those communications I needed to have. So make sure that you have eggs in multiple baskets and do it in a way that's sustainable for you, especially if you are building, you know, not just a hobby, but some kind of sustainable author business. Right. So there's one of my stories with that. And again, so many like snaps and applause for <laughs> Amy who was like, oh no. Oh no, <laughs> that, oh, no that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> Nope. Nope. Especially because that was, um, my calendar was open for August. And so everyone at the end of August oh, was no. going, was going like, quick, I want to make sure that I get the down payment on my service that I'm going. I don't get anyone's emails. Ah, uh, technology. Technology. And with that kind of going to the next thing of choosing your social right. media platform. And this can have a couple of different angles, right, Amy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it depends. I, have, I, I know a lot of people who are, like, experts, social media experts. And right. um, so I, I tend to default in many instances to what they say, um, at least right. in practice or at least in advice that I give. I can't tell you that I have mm -hmm. done a fantastic job of this in my personal practice. But it's a lot easier yeah. to say, do as I say and not as I do. Um, the <laughs> there are demographics really come into mm -hmm. play a lot when it comes to social mm -hmm. media. If you have an older audience, I, when I say older, I'm talking, mm -hmm. you know, 40 plus, 30, mm -hmm. 35 up. Um, mm -hmm. Facebook is really going to be where you find a lot of the of the mm -hmm. um, the older millennials and the boomers. They're on Facebook, and then a lot of Instagram tends to skew younger. Um, TikTok is very young, mm -hmm. um, and so l determining who you are speaking to, as far as your mm -hmm. their age group and their interests, mm -hmm. is going to give you some insight on. Um, which platform to choose, it, d determining your content. Like if you are a nonfiction mm -hmm. that writer, yep. um, you want LinkedIn because, I mean, if you're a... Especially if you're aiming to businesses. Exactly. If, if you're trying to get speaking engagements at businesses or corporate events. LinkedIn things, is the absolutely. place to be. 
Um, if you're a, if you're a maker, a creator, a, um, you know, and you have a lot of graphics and visuals, Pinterest is a great option. And yeah, although Pinterest is a search engine more than a social media platform. And if, I mean, if you're better, if you're not, if you're comfortable with video, Mm -hmm. YouTube, man, um, Yes, I I have loved my time yeah. on YouTube. Like it's been so much fun to like get in front of. But the a lot of it really does depend on who you're talking to and what you're talking mm-hmm. about, um, mm-hmm. and that and also your willingness to do yeah. it. So that's kind of a, a disconnect too. I've seen some people who are like, "Well, I think I should be here because everyone is," but I don't think I'm suited to this. And for that situation, man, I am so sorry. Yeah. Like that's, it's one of those weird unfairnesses or hard things if you like to write in a certain genre, but you don't think you're, well, say for example, you like to write romance, but you're a guy and everyone's like on TikTok and you're like, ah, yeah. But the nice thing about that is that you can do page Yes. So my, my thoughts are if you need to switch show platform or if you're going to want to have that platform but you know you're not really the ideal face for it find other ways to show up that aren't your face and i would also say if you're someone who isn't what i call sparkly writer princess or epic writer prince who intuitively gets these things and even people who intuitively get it they also study they do they just don't make a huge deal about it but they do you need to study because the people who are doing it well have learned. It's sort of like when you see someone who is a public speaker and or people talk to me and they're like, wow, you communicate well. I'm like, thank you. I took classes. I was graded. <laughs> For eight years, I was observed in classrooms. I taught public speaking. <laughs> I regularly even now, you know, watch YouTube videos and stuff to keep my skills up and just to learn how other people right. come across. So don't expect it to be something easy. And if you want to use it in a business-like way, then invest in it in that way. And that's something I've had to like have a push-pull with myself as well. Um, I'm on Facebook and then I'm on Insta, partly because you can cross-post like mad and it's great. <laughs> um, and those are the two primary platforms that I'm finding people, partly because I could be on TikTok, but the interface gives me anxiety. So that's something else where you may find that where you should be. Is not where you can be. (laughs) I'm kind of in the same boat with TikTok. I just, it bothers me. (laughs) My mental health is worth more than dealing with that. And that's what I'm choosing to do. Even if I could do well there, I have to make that choice for me for my sustainable success. Um, I'm not going to be sustainable if I'm having anxiety attacks. I'm just not. But I, I just invested another course to get some ideas on the latest stuff with Insta or Instagram, and it takes work, and it takes thought. It It's not something easy. It's not something quick. Building organic reach is not um, easy or quick, and honestly, that is the best way. So organic means people are choosing to follow you for their, they're choosing to. It's not a giveaway. It's not a follow ring. Um, it might be that you were on a podcast or you were on a video or speaking and they chose to follow you. That still counts as organic. They are still choosing. You're not incentivizing them. You Maybe, maybe they just were really impressed by your talk and followed you. And that's great. Um, but organic reach is the best because they're choosing to be there. Anything done by incentives, especially on Insta, can mess with your algorithms. So those of you who are, look, I've listened to a lot 
of people who do social media algorithm stuff. I've taken a lot of courses. The follow rings and the giveaways and stuff. I know they're tempting. I know this is the easy way. I'm not saying never do them because guess what? You'll do them anyway because so-and-so influencer said, let's all do a giveaway. But you can't rely on them for growth. Well, and, and another if thing. You end, when what happens? No, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. What happens with that, with a giveaway, and here's one of the reasons why it doesn't work so great all the time. You'll get all kinds of random people sign up for a giveaway who aren't remotely in the audience. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to okay. say. <laughs> yeah. It's great for your numbers. I mean, and it, you can grow yes. your platform really big. But mm -hmm. are those your people? Are those your yeah. tribe? Are those the people who are actually going to buy your stuff? Because if you're looking mm -hmm. for a sustainable career out of this, you don't want people who are just following you because somebody else told them to or because it was some, mm -hmm. some incentive, you know, that they might get something free. You want somebody mm -hmm. to buy into your message, somebody to, who mm -hmm. cares about what you're saying and what you're doing and what you're about. Mm -hmm. Those are the people you want to speak to. And the only way mm -hmm. you get those people is through organic growth and authentic, yes. authentic showing upness. I'm sure there's a better word yes. for that. Yes. And you can also expect if you do a giveaway, you're going to have a bunch of people who unfollow right. you afterwards, which can affect your rankings. I have seen some very carefully narrowed, narrowly tailored giveaways where all the authors were from a certain genre and the giveaway was very carefully tailored to only attract readers of that genre. And that can absolutely work. So I'm not saying it can't work, but I'm just saying be careful, be cautious and know what happens when you go for that kind of methods. It's similar to doing a newsletter builder where like you do a giveaway and get all these newsletter subscribers. First of all, some email newsletter places do not like those at all. Um, they really don't. And there's some side effects for that. So it doesn't mean you can't try it. You can absolutely try it. Again, I can't stop you. <laughs> and I know all of y'all, okay? <laughs> you will absolutely try that thing if you think it sounds good or if so-and-so invites you to it or whatever, you're going to go for it. But research and know any potential consequences or side effects of that and know that every single bit of organic growth from people who want to be there, that deserves attention and respect and connection. Now, Amy, what if people really just can't do social media like that friend you were talking about? Are there options for them? Oh, of course. There's, there are all sorts of ways to connect with readers that do not require a social media account. Um, one of the one of the best things, and this is, we were actually talking about this before we before we started recording, but right. I actually have found my greatest success in live mm -hmm. events, in person events, mm -hmm. where I where I will go to an event with my books, and I will just have conversations with people. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, it's and it's fun. Because they get to meet you, they really get to understand your personality, and not only do they get to see, like in person, what you're doing, mm -hmm. they get to meet you. You get to build a relationship with someone, and that I have found has actually been really fulfilling. So mm -hmm. direct event, direct sales, in person events. Um, now I, that. For any of you who are like introverts and the shy people, that can be hard. it can be very mm -hmm. hard. And hey, I am, I am and an introvert here. So take time to learn. You are allowed to learn, yes. by the way. Yes. Okay. And 
be easy on yourself, especially, mm-hmm. especially if you are, if you're as introverted as I am, then you have to actually make intentional space to not only prepare for a live event, but you also need to make space to recover from a live event. But mm-hmm. one of the things that I had to learn really early on as an author, as a storyteller, was that I, I really felt like I had been given something that I wanted to share with other people. Mm-hmm. Like I, the Lord had taught me things in life that I wanted to be a blessing to other people using what I had learned. And the, mm-hmm. the best way to communicate that was to speak to people, was to be right. willing to talk about what I was doing. And oh my goodness, mm-hmm. I, I am a very, I can be a really awkward turtle sometimes. And <laughs> it, it's okay. It is mm-hmm. absolutely okay to be awkward. It's okay yep. Yep. to fumble and stumble and stammer and, and struggle to get the right words out. It's all right. Yep. Everybody, even mm-hmm. the most gifted speakers out there started there. And yes. don't be afraid. And sometimes you can make it part of your charm, too. See, that's the thing. When you're teaching public speaking, especially when you're not teaching like a presidential election speech or something, part of what you do is you help people to take the way they do speak and make it kind of charming. So if you, what I found out really quickly when I started doing videos and things, and I started practicing doing this because I had taught in classrooms for a while. But when I tried to do videos, I'm like, wow, this is learning a whole different ballgame. And I used to be obsessed with trying to sound perfect. Because, again, I taught public speaking. If I had one um, I'd want to restart the video. (laughs) And then I had to let myself have some grace and go, you know what? Am I trying to sound perfect here? Is that what my audience wants? Or am I just trying to sound like me? I'm trying to sound like me. So then I started listening to instead radio people or people who did, like, more casual videos. Not the, like, formal speeches. (laughs) But people who just talk like others, like regular people, and what they would do and how they would converse. And that just helped so much more. So don't try to super like change who you are and cover up your awkward, kind of embrace it and make it work for you. And you're going to find it goes a lot, a lot easier. And the more be, be who you are. And, mm-hmm. and embrace the message that you have in the stories that you're telling. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to build relationships and to build community. Because what, what mm-hmm. I have found, well, and I, this, this still holds true. One of mm-hmm. the best marketing tactics is a grassroots mm-hmm. word of mouth about your book. Mm-hmm. And so if mm-hmm. you have, if you do an event or if you, if you have a conversation with someone and they love what you're doing, they're yeah. going to go tell someone else and yeah. that person will tell someone else and that person will yeah. tell someone else. And if you can build yourself mm-hmm. a little network of people who are really passionate about what you're doing, yeah. honestly, that's all social media is. Mm-hmm. And so if you just do yeah, that in person, that network. Yep. you're good to go. Yep. Other things that you can do, because for someone like me, I actually literally, it's, I'm introverted, I'm extroverted, I'm like everything at once. But in terms of my physical resilience, and that I cannot do too many events. Um, And I've had people in the past, a while in the past, say, hey, why don't you do more things? You know, you're good in person. And I'm like, because it devastates my energy reserves. I, I, you know, I look great here and then I go home and I'm still recovering from an all-day event on Saturday. 
and it's just devastated my energy reserves. So I've had to like just switch things around. And I knew that. And I have, I have priorities, you know, making sure my client work gets done, making sure this happens, make sure I'm still taking breaks so I can continue to get restored. So for me, you know, I had to make the hard choice of I can't do events every weekend. I can't do events every other yeah. weekend. I can do about an event a month maximum. Yeah. Maybe I can push myself to two if I have a lot of support and it's summer because some of my symptoms get less in summer or I, it's easier to restore them in summer than other months. Um, but because of all of that, like I've had to figure out other ways of doing things. Um, as I mentioned before on a podcast, you know, if you need to hire someone, hire someone. I love my social media assistant. I love having those assistants. It makes my life better. Um, and I found a lot of value in having groups. So don't just put yourself on social media just to have social media. Have a group. Have a Facebook group. Have a Discord. Do something with Mighty Networks or Circle if you really want to have your own zone. Um, make your email list a group. See it as a group. Not just as a random like talking thing, but as a way to get conversational. Not just a way to sell. Um, create that community there and then that will draw people to even if you can't do the social media and also if your desire is first to grow your audience and get certain you know if one of your motivations is profit along with other things and second you can grok the data or at least take some good courses do ads make sure your book is solid make sure your cover is solid make sure that your blurb is solid enough do ads. Because guess what? When you run ads, people will like your book. Then they'll find you on social media. Then they'll like you on social media. Then, you know, it all kind of builds on itself. And that's, that's really cool. And that's one of the summer perks as being an in-person seller is that you'll have people who meet you in person and then they'll find you online. They'll sign up for your email list. Um, they'll find you on Instagram or find you on TikTok or Facebook. And so that's a way that you get these organic followers without having to like ask people all the time. They'll just find you. So any way you slice it, it's work. (laughs) You can't get away from the work, but there are different avenues for how you do the work. You have choices. And that's always something that I want to emphasize the author elevate is a lot of y'all come in here feeling stuck, tired, discouraged, take a nap, (laughs) take a walk, believe in your stories, and then know that you have choices. You may not always like them or they may be difficult. We have, you know, that's what we have the whole videos for creative living for, you know, but you have choices. You're not stuck. You're not alone. And it's worth it to keep going forward with your stories. Now, if you want even more help with all of that, make sure that you are in our Author Elevate Patreon because we are going to talk specifically about what it looks like to switch to a new social media platform. So maybe you were on one and you think you really should be in a different one. We're going to discuss some tips and tricks for what it looks like to move over there effectively and uh, how to do it in a sane way instead of, you know, trying to just jump in there and then apply old principles to new things or Make sure you keep your expectations reasonable, all of that stuff. And Amy, it has been so fantastic having oh, you on the podcast. it's been so good to be back. I, I love hanging out here, so. Thank you so much for making the time for yeah. this. It's, oh, yay, Amy. All right, everyone out there. Now go forth 
and be awesome. Okay.